Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Mike Lacetta. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about the dreaded vacuum. Oh yeah, the dreaded vacuum. Now, this applies towards anything that has a kind of sound. So it could be a drill, you know, it could be the vacuum, it could be, I don't know, an ice maker. Anything that your dog is perceiving as a very loud irritant, um, and some dogs even want to go bite it, they want to chase it, they bark at it, whatever. So, how do we fix that? We need to make a strong association. We need to teach our dogs that it's okay for them to be around the vacuum. We do that with systematic desensitization. So we want to present the item at the least irritating stimulus and reward them for engaging with it. So, simply, you could just put the vacuum in the middle of the room. When they go towards it, you give them a piece of food. I would prefer to use a clicker in this moment and basically teach them a touch command to the vacuum itself. So, right, maybe you teach your dog a post-it touch, and then you put the post-it on the vacuum. And then when the post-it's there, they go, they touch it, click, treat. Eventually, you want to then turn the vacuum on. Now, timing here is important. You do not want to put the vacuum on as they go to touch it. That's going to startle them, and that's going to invoke a response. But you want to make sure that they're nice and comfortable around the vacuum first. Now, this also applies for like a blender or whatever, but I'm just going to use a vacuum. So you've got them engaging with it. Maybe they lay next to it, right? This is where the clicker comes in handy, just like 101 things to do with a box. Now you're just doing it with something that they didn't like before. You're making them like it now. So they go and they touch it and they touch it and they lay next to it and they're doing whatever. They're spinning around it. Then you plug it in and you put it on at the lowest volume that you can. You start all the way back from kindergarten. And this is over a course of a couple days, even a couple weeks, depending on your dog's level of sensitivity. So now our dog is touching it and moving around it and doing whatever with it slightly on. We're going to slowly increase the intensity of the stimulus. We're going to make it louder. Maybe we start pushing it. Maybe we just hold it at first. Maybe we pick it up and move it around. Then we start wheeling it. But you really want to dissect what it is that's bothering your dog. For a vacuum, it can be the whirling sound. It can be the sucking sound. It can be the wheels. If you have an old vacuum and they, you know, squeaky. Uh, squeaky wheels you might just want to oil those wheels but you have to kind of dissect and figure out what it is i knew two dogs that it was the fast movement of the vacuum they had no problem with the vacuum when it was moving they had no problem with it on they had no problem with it touching them if you rushed the vacuum towards them that's when they would snap and turn and try to bite the vacuum so we just recalled them back and, and we desensitized them there if your dog starts to show signs of irritation so they start barking they start lunging they start trying to seem bigger right because they're afraid 
they might try to puff up their body, get their hackles up. If they're doing that, you've gone too far, end the session, let it go. We'll come back to it later. You do not want to push this and push this and push this until your dog really hates the vacuum. That is the fastest way to get your dog to hate something. If you keep shoving it in front of them and shoving it in front of them, that's called flooding. It's a method that we use sometimes, and it was a, a popular method back in the day, but it has proven to just stress dogs out more if done incorrectly um, and done to the wrong dog. There are dogs that are very sensitive. There are dogs that are very confident. You can create a confident dog from a sensitive dog, but you can't do that through flooding. You just can't. If I said, you know, we're just going to go, I don't know, sit in a uh, pit of spiders and you were terrified of spiders. Sure, you might do it for $100 million, but you're not going to feel any better by the end of it. But if I say, hey, I'm going to give you $100 just for looking at this spider, and you gain confidence with looking, and then you gain confidence with holding, and then you gain confidence with it crawling around you, and then we do two spiders, and then four spiders, and then, right? Confidence comes from repeated success. Let me say that again. Confidence comes from repeated success. The amount of times that you would have to flood your dog with the experience of a vacuum to get them to feel confident is just not worth the stress that you're going to put them through. So you might as well just start slow, make sure they're comfortable and confident with it, and then move to the next step. Yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> that's kind of it. Systematic desensitization with a vacuum. Start slow, break it down as small pieces as you can. You know, two to three sessions a day if you can, and one session is fine. Try to do it every day. You can even do it around breakfast and dinner. Get out there, get training. I'll talk to you guys soon.